morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of The Blacklist Furnace. With The Rock and The Rock Striker. <laughs> <laughs> Are we really going to do this? <laughs> with The Wave Parter and The Wave Walker. I don't know, where, 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 which one are we going with? Which one are we going with? Um, I, I, I like to go with the rock and the rock splitter. But Moses didn't split the rock. He struck it. But it, it's And it ended him up not getting into but, the but promised it, land. It, Is that it, what you in, want to in, be your legacy? Way, oh, we, oh, we can go, <laughs> all we can go with the, the water splitter and the person who attempted to walk on water and fell. Oh, he walked on the water. He attempted to. As I said, wave walker. Because he walked on it. He just got distracted. He didn't got distracted. It? But I, I went through it. So he still didn't get into the promised land. So but I still went through the water. He still didn't get into the promised land. I, 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 I got further than you. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. Um, Mo and myself. Uh, yes, Robert's not here. He didn't really give us a reason no, why, he did he? didn't. He just, no. he just always, uh, made a declaration. <laughs> Shall not be available. <laughs> nah, but yeah, Robert's not here. Um, can't say we miss him. No, <laughs> no. He actually started on time with Iron. Now that he's not here, actually. No, he's not here. Let me say, um, he's got a fan. He's got a fan. He's got a fan. Oh, one of what? my mates. One of my mates said that his brother listens to the show, mm. and his favorite, um, his favorite uh, furnace member is Robert. Okay. Sorry, okay. okay. I'm not sure Robert this text. Um, if you listen to an episode that I shall think, be I think your brethren's brother need, need we need to get him checked. <laughs> it's prayer. Fam, we, we need we need deliverance. Nah man. <laughs> so good. Nah, I appreciate I appreciate, I appreciate the listeners anyway. Mm. Yeah. No, mm. no, but yeah. Um Robert will be with us next week, God willing. Yes sir. <sighs> sorry not sorry. Sorry not sorry. One for one? One for one. Let's go. Alright, me first? You first? Yeah you can go first. Easy. Uh, have you heard of Extinction Rebellion? Yes. One of them got dragged off the train. Probably <laughs> <laughs> that guy was an accountant or something silly like that. Yeah, he looked he looked suited and booted, yeah. And so then silly. this guy is coming up the train, and then you start stamping on him. That's your first mistake. <laughs> the problem is, yeah, he is so lucky. It's in the UK. <sighs> this was in Ghana, <laughs> and you're making people late. The police will flog you. You know, you want the police to get to you first. Because the police, at least, they won't kill you. Because the people around, they'll... Anyway. Um, you're messing with their money. Anyway, um, a vicar was one of the people that oh, was fair. actually um, involved in, in, in that... In a protest. Uh, in that protest. Well, okay. in the one specifically that resulted in trains being delayed mm. and stuff like that. And it got me thinking, as a Christian, mm. depending on your view of prophecy, the second coming, and the fate of the world, mm. should climate change be something that you are concerned about and why i would say yes mm. but i would argue not to that extent <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem it's not that much it's of a problem because it's, that, no. it's, it's, it's like mm. i see it as we've been given stewardship and dominion over this earth mm. over the way that we handle the resources and stuff in the, in the earth You're right. and so yeah. if we are not handling it correctly mm. then that's a problem mm. and that's a problem of over the way that we are stewarding what God has given us. Right. Um, now, God gave Adam and Eve the the garden mm. and with one stipulation that you don't eat this from this specific tree. Mm. And they went against it and we kind of see what's happening now. Yeah. And mm. we're not, we haven't been managing the earth's resources correctly and mm. that's why we're in this place. Mm. Um, and so I do feel that 
as a even as a Christian, it is still our problem because it reflects how we're stewarding Standing, yeah. Um, yeah. what God has given us. Fair um, but again, it's just a matter of I don't know if to that extent mm. um, that there's a whole load of like everyone wants a cause to be able to champion mm. and that just might be his. Now I know that I've got causes that I champion and I might go to extremes for those that may be parallel to what he's done mm. um, and others may be like no you shouldn't necessarily do that um, and so and that's why I'm almost iffy as as to whether we should go to that extent mm. I personally I'm just like nah mm. um, where the state in which the world is and with the um, like toxic gases already emitted into the in, on, into earth mm. I believe the general consensus is even if everything was to stop by the time that the government have decided to make all of these changes is not necessarily going to stop the damage that has been made mm. or is going to mm. it's still like we're still heading down this trajectory yeah yeah it doesn't necessarily mean that or let's just burn everything burn the rain for it it mm. doesn't necessarily mean that mm. but it's like the titanic is going down <laughs> okay yeah i think the argument now is um we need to stop before irreparable damage is caused mm. and i think we're getting to that point where I think the scientists or whoever's doing these um, predictions are saying, if we don't stop by this point, mm. the damage that we've caused will be, you know, ir irreversible. Mm. So that's that's where they're, it's not even like, we just want you to stop. It's like, no, we need to stop by now. If yeah. not, it's, yeah. So yeah. that's okay. Um, mm. <coughs> yeah. All right. All right. Um, so yeah, I would, I would agree. <coughs> yeah. We should be, there should be some sort of a response. Yeah. Um, as, to the extent of jumping on trains and causing no. that, that much destruction, mm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but in the way of like recycling mm. and minimizing what we're doing, like actually taking these tangible steps and mm. trying to educate those around us, yes. Mm. Mm. Um, I guess yeah. it, it becomes a question of what your view on um, basically how loud you need to shout to be heard is. Mm. Um, that will lead you to <laughs> go and stand stand on trains and stuff. But okay, fair enough. Um, I think yeah, I think the stewardship aspect of things mm. is is relevant. But because for me, and, and it's exactly what you were saying. For me, it's lower down on the list. Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, of things that I I am concerned with, but it's on that list. Definitely. Yeah. And cool. If mm. again, depending on his um, eschatology eschatological views it was a it was a her actually her oh yeah i don't know why i assumed him <laughs> um, <Is it> sexist <laughs> nah. um depending on her eschatological views mm. like new heavens and new earth i mm. believe that the world will be renewed restored um now again pre-millennium amillennium post-millennium mm. all of that will kind of factor into it and stuff mm. um I believe that the world would be restored, renewed, things would be made new. Um, and plus, I believe that God has a tendency to take things on the brink and mm. renew them. Mm. So we should hurry up and get it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not necessarily hurry up and get there, but it's almost like... But again, that's that's more so with human relationships rather mm. than with tangible things. Just just out of interest, um, and we'll, then we'll go into your story. Sorry, which one are you? A millennial, pre millennial, post millennial? Um, I think, and th this is the only way that I kind of know this 
blah 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 is through a Shaolin song. Um, <laughs> funny enough, mm. um, but I think I'm a millennial. Okay. So I feel like the Bible speaks about two comings of Jesus: mm-hmm. the first coming and then like years of tribulation and stuff, and then the second coming. Okay. Um, <coughs> in the Book of Revelations, anyways. Mm, mm. So I believe that the first coming of Jesus was his birth. Okay. Death, burial, and resurrection. Mm. <coughs> and so the years of tribulations that is happening is the persecution and stuff that we're currently suffering from. Okay. And then the second time he comes is when everyone will kind of go up. Okay. Um, it kind of correlates with like the persecution and the, mm. Um, mm. in terms of the figure that causes this, um, dissolution or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's the, what's it, desolation? Yeah. Desolation is that the word? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and being, then th- being that, being, the that being loosely linked to the Pope by some theorists and um, stuff like that. Oh, you think the Pope is yeah. there? Some okay. people are saying that. Um, okay. Using all the symbolisms. And yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how the Catholic Church still stands. If you look at like the descriptions of the lady, mm. the 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 whore or something, and what she's on, and like if you read those descriptions, it's just like, wait, these are all the colors of the Catholic Fuck. Church. These are so many of the like the. Um, the tribulation of the yeah. saints and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know how, like, you read it as a Catholic and you're like, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we don't read, we don't read it. No, no, we don't read revelations. It's not, in our, it's not in our Bible. <laughs> just stay away. We, we just, just we just away. take, and the funny thing is, they're Catholics on my understanding. Like, for the most part, they just, they're indoctrinated by the Pope. So the Pope kind of mm. disseminates what the Bible means mm. and then they mm. they kind of yeah. ingest that. Yeah. And so they're not dissecting it for themselves. For themselves, of course. Um, and so, yeah. Hey, as, God as loves you pastors, guys. God loves you. What I'm realizing, what I'm realizing that, you know, what I've realized is God's in the midst of it. So um, this is it. Some Catholics no, are actually... Yeah, like, yeah. No, no, some, no some, shade on Catholics yeah. at all, but it just stands out to me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um... So I, I, I'm personally uh, a millennial, mm, millennial um, mm, mm. or currently that's where my views most align with. Mm, mm. Um, how about yourself? Pre, pre. So if I'm if I'm remembering it correctly, pre is Christians will be taken out and then the tribulation yeah. occurs. So my mine is yes. There's two second. There's two comings. Yeah. The first was his birth, mm-hmm. and the so the hapazo, the the rapture. Mm-hmm. It sounds like. Jesus doesn't get to the ground, if that makes sense. Mm. We're caught up. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> on his way to his second coming, <laughs> we get caught up. Okay. And then his second coming is for, the, is for the Jews. Yeah. So it's, I think that's, so for me, that's where the Jewish uh, mm. people's um, destiny is like written out. Because so he, he comes so, for them. Yeah. He comes for okay. them and he's sitting on their throne. He's sitting on them. Mm, David's okay. throne. So it's, okay. it's for me, for my reading is very specific to the Jews that mm. that area of things mm-hmm. to the whatever how many however many um, of the Jews and once the fullness of the Gentiles will come in that's when we are caught up with him mm. and we meet him in the sky almost and then you know he comes but then it also correlates with um, what's happened with um, so well, he, some people have already got up no no hebrew hebrew understanding of prophecy is also pattern mm. and so i look at noah i look at lot mm-hmm. i look at almost all the times that there was some sort of destruction mm-hmm. 
and the Christians had to be taken out. Not, mm. not the Christians, but God's people yeah. had to be taken out. Okay. So Lot had to be taken out yeah. before something had gone wrong. No- yeah. Noah had to be taken out yeah. in the ark. And yeah. The ark being a type of Christ. So yeah. okay. For me, I'm, I'm sort of pre, I mean, like you said, I think I'm not married to it enough to mm. you know, fall on my sword for it. But I do, that's where I am that's right now. That's arm wrestling, who's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, that's where I, I am think now. That's one thing that I love about Revelation mm. is that it, it is so nuanced and so um, so rich with imagery mm. and like just allegorism, I, 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 allegories. <laughs> that I was a little like, wait, what? That don't sound. See when, like. when I don't offer help, I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you. We're struggling on this. <laughs> trying to think, it's allegory, allegory, allegorical. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Yeah, there's so much um, allegor- <laughs> <laughs> allegory in it yeah. that you can read it in so many different ways. Yeah, um, yeah, I yeah. think, again, Charlene was like, there's like seven parallel narratives within yeah, the story, of, yeah. within the book of Re- Revelations, yeah. which I can kind of see, but even I lose track of the, of the narratives yeah, in it. And, yeah. and it and, and happens kind of seamlessly one after yeah. another that it's almost, yeah. And even the fact that it's not the entirety of what John yeah. saw. I, yeah. That that kind of is like no, don't write that. Like, mm, what was that? <laughs> that was like yeah. So. But the one thing that I find really refreshing, <laughs> I never thought I'd be using the word refreshing about Revelation, um, is that it almost seems like um, I think it's Matthew twenty four mm. where Jesus speaks about what will happen in the last days. Mm. That almost seems like a prelude. Yeah. To that, where yeah. it almost seems like an expansion. Yeah. yeah. And so, even yeah. though it's a different writer, different times, <coughs> I still see that as like uh, some of the stuff that was mentioned, like almost everything that was mentioned in 24 yeah. is repeated, but yeah. it's just expanded. expanded. On. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, right. It's a consistency, like, isn't yeah. it? It's the same person telling the story, just happens to be two different people yeah. writing it. Yeah, yeah, different times. So, yeah, like yeah. I really, I really, so I almost see Matthew 24 as like a condensed mm. version of Revelations. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Cool. But, my sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Um, you came with a social political thing last week. <laughs> I come with a social political thing this week. Easy. Um, I think you find this easy. I was, I was hoping to slap it on Robert, but um, he's not here. <laughs> actually, I might have to say, actually, that's no, cool. I might drop it to him again mm. and see what his... His, his views are, yeah. Hopefully, if he doesn't listen to this one, mm. which he might. If he does, you've got a heads up. <laughs> think about it. Um, is God colorblind when it comes to race? Oh, when it comes to race, oh, <laughs> when you say colorblind, as in, as in, he has no regard for, um, color, skin color, and has no regard or has no opinion on a person's, um, plight or condition because of their race. That's two different questions. <laughs> so, him having a um. Him having no regard for a person's plight by virtue of their race, mm. I think what well, that statement I think is incorrect. I think he does, and, and that's not what you were saying. Yeah. You were asking the question. Um, no, I think he does care about injustices and, and, and the plights of people, mm. um, and I think it's even demonstrated in um, the laws that he gave to the Hebrews, where it was regarding slavery and being a um, an, an alien in another person's mm-hmm. town, but it was you've gone through this. Don't mm-hmm. do, don't be, you know, mean or don't be unjust to an alien amongst you. Um, uh, and so I think he does recognize how 
um, race and and where we find ourselves geographically mm. is influences human nature. Yeah. Is he colorblind? Um, I think where uh, I think it's Paul that says there is no Jew nor Gentile. Yeah. In male nor female. Yeah, no, that's, male that's, nor that's female. That's an inter- very interesting statement there, mm. there. There is no male nor female, especially coming from I Paul, know. when he then says females don't Keep quiet. do this. So yeah, it's but a very it's, interesting. It's so different context, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very it's, different context. This is like, people quote it. No, it's, it's completely different. But yes, no. So I think where, where God looks at Getting into heaven is not a. Yeah. It's, not it's not a black a, or white thing. It's not it, a Chinese it's, or whatever thing. Those things don't even factor into the yeah. equation. It's who are you wearing, and Christians will be wearing the blood of Jesus, which is the only way you get in. I say blood of Jesus, not bloody, but you know we we take on the righteousness of Christ it's mm. imputed onto us, not by virtue of our works, but by virtue of what Christ did. Um, that's the only way you get in. Mm. You know, that's the only way you get into heaven. Your color has nothing to do with it. Um. I think his his creation of the earth and how the human body adapts or reacts to uh, the conditions such as climate and mm. temperature around it just goes to show his the complexity of his design mm. that it has it, it will even you know react to these things differently and you know you have white people who were from you know colder rooms or colder places and black people were from hotter places and it just so happened that you know. If we all came from one place, the cradle of life, wherever that was, um, and, you know, dispersed over the world, <coughs> post how Babel, post, you know, all of that, mm. um, and then we kind of adapted and, and changed, to me, that just goes to prove the complexity of the design, mm. you know, and its ability to handle all the different environments it's placed yeah. in. Uh, but I don't think God, I think they just, that's what they show of God. I don't think okay. he makes one better or more important yeah, than yeah, the other. Yeah, 100. Um, it's interesting yeah. in your answer because you've, you've taken a scientific approach to creation in, mm. in that the way that our bodies have responded to natural occurrences and phenomenon mm. and in developing different things. Whilst I think we've, we've flip-flopped because I would almost argue from the position of not against what you said, mm. but almost from a emphasizing the intentionality of God in that, even mm. in the natural occurrences, mm. there okay. being an intentionality, mm. there being an intentionality as to, <coughs> as to race, mm. as to um, the different species of fish within the sea, even though like when you go to the coral reef, it's slightly different than when you go to the whatever, mm. but there being an intentionality within God's design. Do, within do you know what I find interesting? I think that actually reflects our views on race <laughs> <laughs> to some extent to, to where, like you see yeah, and yeah. it's not again <coughs> i don't think either of us are wrong mm. i think it's it's you know it's two different points for the same yeah. for the same uh, motion but you see god's intentionality in race mm-hmm. whereas i see almost the the it's almost like not not evolution from the big bang perspective no. but it's almost like um environmental evolution where some frogs are developed genetically differently yeah, in yeah. a different space yeah. in a different space yeah, yeah. i forgot the name for that there is a name for that. It may be environmental evolution. Um, adaptation? Yeah, but well, in terms of... In terms of like a frog ha- being beside... Uh, for example, if a frog's beside a lot more water, they might have... Um, their feet might be more webbed than a mm. frog who's living more... Yeah, so well, I think, I think stuff it's like still that. evolution. I think it's still... It's but it, the, the, the way the environment affects mm. their evolution, there's mm. a specific term for oh, it, I've right. forgotten. Mm. Mm. Um... Mm. But yeah, 
So yeah, I don't necessarily see it as just a consequence of that, mm. but rather the intentionality of God's design. Yeah. So yeah. even scientists are still discovering fish in like deep recesses of the sea that they've never found before. Yeah. And it's like, I almost see that as God had created that for his own enjoyment, yeah. even if man never discovered never it. Never see it, like the coral, the coral yeah. bed and its colors and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and mm. that, that is, and that, that is essentially why I asked it, because it's, again, after our conversation this week, it was very much just considering, um, yes, 100%, God does not, God's favor on man isn't dependent on race, isn't mm. dependent on creed, isn't dependent on gender, isn't dependent on any physical thing mm. other than Jesus, yeah. yeah, other than our acceptance of Jesus and yeah. what he's done. Um, and so, yes, like, in that sense, God has no regard for man. Mm. Like, uh, he's not a respecter of man's position or anything. No. He's just, are you in Are you in Jesus? Yes mm. or no? But I still see God's intentionality around no. Um, no. race mm. and uh, around um, and how that kind of fleshes out. But I yeah. think you mentioned a key word that has been, like, really impacting me um, when considering these race tensions. Mm. And uh, the word was injustice. Mm. I feel like God is more concerned about injustice than yeah. he is about race. Yeah, yeah. Um, God is more concerned about is what you're doing showing justice? Is what you're doing showing mm. um, my love, mm. my care f in this situation mm. rather than just siding with the black people because you're black yeah. or siding? And so e even your argument. Um, so for the listeners, a bit of context. I what I'm referring to right now is the. Sun's article yeah. on Stormzy yeah. um, allegedly uh, um, making so much noise that one of the executives on his parent record label had to step down because mm. he had like dressed up as Run DMC and blacked out his face. Yeah. Um, I was more sympathetic, not to the guy that stepped down, but in, uh, to Stormzy in his position. Point, yeah. Peter wasn't necessarily sympathetic to either, <laughs> but more so just like, he he was more concerned that the executive's perspective wasn't taken into consideration or wasn't even just shown no. in the article, but yeah. he was almost scapegoated. Yeah. Um, mm. From the way the article was written mm. rather than the, the actual situation. Mm. Um, and I almost saw it as um, at least one person is like, not one person's got what's coming to them, but it's like at least there's people are starting to know that we won't stand for this anymore. Mm, mm. Even if someone got scapegoated. Yeah. And I, I was challenged from a perspective of, but is that in and of itself justice? Mm. To scapegoat well, one person. Yeah, yeah. To make a point to the others. Yeah, because that person bears the brunt of everyone else's. Yeah. <laughs> that, and, that, and that, you know, it, yeah, yeah. It wasn't necessarily what I was thinking at the time, but it was just like, for me it was, it's, it, it felt like, like, you know, when you, if, I, I don't know if Jamila does this, you get into an argument with, like, your, your lady, mm. uh, and things are coming up <laughs> <laughs> that don't pertain. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay, we've moved on from this issue now. This is something else. And if you've ever experienced that Say before, what you really feel. <laughs> well, it kind of felt to me like, like this, this is a, you know, this is... It's it, a symptom of something much deeper. No, not even a symptom. It's this guy is bearing the brunt of mm. your wrath 
concerning everything else. Yeah, he's almost like a sacrificial goat. Exactly. That yeah. the Israelites put their, put their hands on. Everyone, everyone's yeah. sin was yeah. on that goat. I felt like <laughs> everyone, every every other white person that's done blackface, blackface just, yeah. in mockery is on you. And and the article again, like I said, didn't even say anything about his intent or yeah. show that his intent was taken. I think it only mentioned from. that he he said that he was trying to pay homage to Run DMC. To Run DMC, yeah, that's all. It um, said, yeah. yeah, even if that. It might be due to the way that they phrase it. I'm just like, in trying to pay homage to someone doesn't mean you need to paint your face in the mm. way that they are and stuff. So that, that was my argument against mm. it. Mm. But yeah, because I've been doing that like, liberation theology and everything like that, I've really just been wrestling with, it's not, it's not so much about the way things flesh out, mm. but it's about why you're pursuing or why you're going down this route in the first place. Mm. And if it is trying to correct what you perceive as an injustice mm. then you shouldn't be that injustice shouldn't only be perceived on one side yeah you should be yeah. able to perceive injustices on your side, side as, as well as the opposition yeah. side yeah um, mm. otherwise you become just as bad as them yeah yeah so yeah yeah uh, um that's 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 what triggered my question cool cool all right let's uh let's see what robert says when he comes back yes um <coughs> cool all right so i'm sorry done Moving on to the flesh of the episode. Um, I should have said meat, actually, because it more pertains to what we're going to talk about. <laughs> have you heard of Chick-fil-A? Yes. Uh, American chicken store mm-hmm. that has Christian values. Come on. <laughs> so uh, apart from apparently the food being exceedingly good, the service is really good. Mm. They don't open on Sundays. Sundays yeah. uh, you know, apparently you know, it's very strong Christian uh, values that have kind of filtered through mm. to uh to to the to the franchise now recently i can't remember the dates um they opened a store in reading i want to say somewhere in the uk mm. they opened a store and um i saw this because it came up on my news feed um and the article that it came up under was uh, american store um opens in uk I missed, oh no, with a history of supporting anti-LGBTQ um, agendas or something like that. So the article mentioned the food maybe wow. once or twice. It mentioned the food. It mentioned the food in passing. And this was a this was a food like a food magazine, mm. and it mentioned the food in passing. It was all about how they have supported. I think they supported a um, a organization that believed in conversion therapy mm-hmm. um in america um and how you know the the christian the, the biblical view of this thing is outdated and uh, anti um anti-progressive or whatever uh and that's what the article was about and i see i since read that they've actually closed down that store and aren't looking to expand in the uk because they had like lots of protests and stuff from the LGBTQ plus XYZ uh, community. So, <laughs> look, I, I just want to make sure everyone's everywhere, everyone's included in it. I don't know. I don't want to miss anyone out. <laughs> uh, so, so my thing was um, with something like this, with a organization like this that has had a past of supporting something like conversion therapy. Actually, let me first get your opinion on conversion therapy, and then whether or not you know. Um, what should our stand stand be on Christian organizations or Christian companies like this? Um, and then lastly, where do we stand on the 
LGBTQ rights thing, are we in support of it or are we against? Hmm. Yeah. I think so. Um, first thing, conversion therapy. Conversion therapy. Um, so, from my very brief exposure to it through that ITV um, expose yeah. about that well, guy, that, that even that wasn't, I wasn't yeah, even conversion no, therapy, but I know they were trying to push it along yeah. along those lines. Yeah, yeah. But it's almost therapy that. Um, rids you of your toxic or whatever mm. LGBT tendencies or anything like that mm. um, so I have a problem with conversion therapy okay um, <coughs> simply from the perspective of um, it almost treats your sexuality like um CBT would do cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay. Let's just find the um, the triggers, whatever. Let's just change your behavior, and then it will change your thinking behind it. This might not necessarily be the way that it fleshes out, but mm. this is just from my brief exposure to it. Okay. And so, um, I typically don't like CBT because I don't feel as though it actually addresses the person; it just addresses the behavior. Okay. Um, and so I would rather argue for getting to know the person and allowing the person to kind of flesh out however it fleshes out. Again, like, I'm not the Holy Spirit, so I can't bring about transformation in your life. Right. I can partner with the Holy Spirit and bring mm. about transformation in your life. But then it, it's me just following God's leadership and trusting in God to do whatever he's going to do. Mm. But to bring about a whole thera therapeutic process mm. to do this, I, I find a problem with that. Because mm. um, it, it almost, it gives us... Um, it almost removes the in individual mm. in as much as therapy is very much about the individual. It almost mm. removes the individual and places in structures and systems and follow this and follow that and then you become like this. Yeah. That's the way that CBT almost works. Mm. Um, so I would more I would more advocate getting to know them. Mm. I say them like there's some disease or fault <laughs> or something like that. But getting to yeah. know anyone who is a homosexual. like he, they're, they're a human being. Mm. So getting to know other human beings and allowing the love of God to flesh out however it fleshes out. Mm. Whether it's affirmation, whether it's rebuke, whether whether it's just, just living with them, mm. just doing life with them and allowing the Holy Spirit to do whatever he wants to do. Mm. So yeah, I am against conversion therapy because I feel like that you're working on that person mm. rather than allowing the Holy Spirit to transform that person's life and transform you within that relationship as well. Okay. Um, so from a religion, from a faith perspective, I'm just like, I wouldn't go into a situation thinking I'm going to fix you. Mm. Um, because I have had interactions with this. Now this story I, I'm going to share, I think is relevant. Um, when I was working in Sainsbury's there, we had a supervisor who was gay. Mm. And like he was, he, he was gay. Like <laughs> when I said, like he was proper. His, we ten first his tendencies and everything was like very feminine. Right. And then we had another guy come working there, and this gay supervisor was like, "Nah, this guy is too gay." Oh right, okay. Like the super guy working there yeah. was super flamboyant, mm. like just over the top. Mm. His little sister, who is like half his height, used to work in the shop. And one day he came into work wearing his sister's blouse. Now, it was a crop top. Okay. And mm -hmm. he he was just super out, like, mm. out there. And I, it wasn't just 
from a faith perspective, mm. but from just like old school road man, whatever, I didn't want to talk to this guy. <laughs> old school road man. You know what? Like, I was like, man, I didn't mm. want to talk to this guy. Mm. I was walking past this guy one time and I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, if you don't show him my love, who will? Who will? Mm. Mm. Fam, I felt the warmth leave my body. <laughs> Because that conviction hit home for me. Mm. And so it, it's really tempered the way that I, I respond to different people in different situations. Because okay. I'm like, if I don't show you the love of God, who will? Mm. If I don't, and I'm not seeing that, oh, somebody else, no. God has commanded me to love my neighbor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I ought to love you regardless of whatever it is. Right. And so if I do that, I'm not even show. I'm not even loving you so that you you like, change or whatever i'm just loving you to show you who god is and his mm. nature mm. um so yeah and it's like i left that so afterwards i said hello to him like i shook his hand like i hadn't ne- i shook his hand physical contact <laughs> but it was just like and i left that situation changed mm. Mm. he like left the job i don't know if he quit or if this sat- i don't know what happened but he he left the job I don't know what's happening with him, but mm-hmm. I left that situation changed. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. And so it leaves room mm. for that to happen. Yeah. So from a Christian perspective, I'm just like, no, nah, I can't, I can't condone mm. um, conversion therapy. Okay. Okay. And then, okay, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll go one for one for each. So, yeah. so my, my thing with conversion therapy, again, it's <coughs> just, just as you said, it's making a process out of something that, God does personally. Mm. So I look at the um, when Moses lifted the brass snake, mm-hmm. and that became an idol. Yeah, you know, and it's like, nah, that wasn't the point of it. Mm-hmm. The point of it was to point to Christ. Mm-hmm. But then later on, you know, someone has to come in and destroy it because you guys have chosen to worship this thing, yeah. and you've made a process out of that one prophetic, um, you know, practice that that um, that that was supposed to be an intimate thing with God. Um, and I, I think conversion therapy looks to do that and, and it becomes very legalistic mm-hmm. where it's like okay let's do this set of things and we'll cure you of this particular sin and like, okay what about all, everything else wow. you know and, and, and so i think i i i don't know if it's biblical even yeah but then again i'm uh i'm also i'm also wary of the fact that i'm speaking as uh, not necessarily having a pastor's heart if that makes mm. sense but I think even in not quote unquote having a pastor's heart there is still the reality of um, rightly dividing the word of God and then informing yeah. those who quote unquote have the pastor's heart Yeah, it's a body and everyone kind of ties into yeah. it and so but it's still called to challenge for, for that same reason like my thing would be almost entirely let's go and then look at the Bible and, and, and stuff like that, yeah. where I feel like a pastor would have more of a love for the person mm-hmm. and be able to interact with them on that yeah. level, if that makes sense. But you're completely right. It still has to be yeah. rooted in the word of God. But yeah, I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with conversion therapy. I think mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a misguided attempt to mm-hmm. make a process yeah. out of sanctification um, that makes entirely a human effort mm-hmm. thing, where... You know, it's, it's almost like the Pharisees with their, exactly. with their rules and exactly. regulations and stuff to you make know. them clean. It, it was never a human thing to begin with. It was entirely, as you said, mm. the work of the Holy Spirit. So we were just available yeah. or should be just available for the Holy Spirit to use. 
what's your take on companies and organizations and the whole corporate nature of you know where a christian maybe puts up a a corporate body so something like premier gospel or you know in this case chick-fil-a mm. and how they interact with these sort of things either uh, either on the case of chick-fil-a where you know allegedly they supported uh people that did this sort of conversion therapy or on the other hand where they try and be acceptable and unoffending to all mm. and almost at the detriment of what we consider christian values yeah i think um I think it's almost like, uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, my son just came downstairs and Pete is holding him. So yeah, it's turning into like a slight mushy. Um, I think in terms of biz- business-wise, I think you need to know your demographic. You need to know like what you're about. You need to know how you are serving. Um, <laughs> you need to know how you're serving. So it's like, I, th- I think there's a fundamental difference between Premier Gospel and them guys and Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. where it's your demo- Premier Gospel, your demographic is Christians. Christians. Okay. You're Christians. Okay. And mm-hmm. like that, that's who you're targeting on. That's, that's what you're working towards. You're trying to edify them. You're trying to, that's, that's all, you, essentially, that's who you care about. Yeah. Now you've, you might have an eye to the loss, but it's very much from a Christian perspective in terms of evangelistic. How can we go out to do this and do that? But um, from a Chick-fil-A perspective, you're trying to feed. Mm. You're trying to, you're, mm. that, that's essentially what you're trying to do. You're trying to feed people. Now, you could argue Jesus fed people with the word and then he fed people with, with the loads and, and fishes and stuff. Um, but they came to him for spiritual guidance and then he fed them afterwards and so it wasn't a case of like jesus was like i've got bread come now let me give you the gospel like he, he, he <laughs> you know like that some churches can take notes you know <laughs> like he they that's what he was known for and in fulfilling that he fulfilled their physical needs as well even like um, re-emphasizing man, man shall not live by bread alone. He gave them the most important thing that they ought to live by and then he fed them with, yeah. with um, bread and fish. So it's like if your stance is one of I'm feeding your belly, don't confuse it with another agenda. Okay. Even if your overarching principles are Christian, mm. the way in which your business is fleshing out isn't necessarily overtly isn't overtly known for being Christian mm. in as much as like customer service and values and not opening on a Sunday may be Christian and maybe associated with the Christian um, narrative, mm. but you're not necessarily trying to present Christian. In, in doing that, are you introducing like a secular sacred divide? No, because I see it as Paul made tense. And he also preached the gospel. He didn't make Christian tents. <laughs> he didn't make Christian tents. <laughs> he didn't sew crosses up in the in the tents. I, I don't like. And as much as when he's making the tents, he might have Christian conversations. He might have conversations around doctrine or whatever. Okay, yeah. But the thing he was making, I don't think he necessarily wove Old Testament scriptures into it. <laughs> like he made what he made. Mm. Like I don't think. Jesus, even Jesus, I don't think he engraved 
the Torah into the, the pieces of wood that he was um, working on. He was a carpenter. <laughs> sit down on any scripture. Like. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> so, um, oh, I was eyeing up that bun, you know. My wife just cut up butter and cheese. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something. Um, so, so what about what about where there is um, overlap? Because I hear what you're saying. You're feeding people chicken. It doesn't have to be Christian chicken, you know. But what about where, like, you had the Christian bakery mm-hmm. that a gay couple wanted them to make a um, a cake with overtly gay messaging mm-hmm. on it, you know, and you're asking these people to use their creativity to create something that they don't believe in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and thus they turn them away, but then like were found guilty by courts or whatever. Mm-hmm. What about stuff like that? So, again, I see a difference there mm. because in terms of Chick-fil-A, you are now a franchise. And in that, you have sold... You lose certain... You lose certain yeah. elements. Like okay. You've sold um, your business, your business model, your recipes and stuff to other people that they may propagate. Now, I don't know, but if a Muslim was to come to Chick-fil-A and be like, I want to run a Chick-fil-A, would that be a yay or nay? I don't think it'll be a nay. I think it'll be a yay. <laughs> yeah. As long but as we like, follow I'm, our rules. I'm, I'm going to follow your rules. I'm just going to serve halal chicken. Yeah, like I think that will, I think it'll be that okay. will work. I'm not going to work yeah. on a Sunday. I'm I'm going to follow your principle. I, mm. I know what I'm buying into, and I'm going to follow your practices. I'm going to serve halal chicken. Blah blah blah. But and so in the franchise, you have now removed your personal self from. Like you, you've taken a step back, mm, and okay. so they're taking on the name, but mm. the actual running of the thing is some is, is somewhat different. But right. you've come to a to a baker mm. for him to do something personally mm. for you. Mm. And I think he was right in that because your creativity is an extension of yourself. Yeah. And it's an extension of your values, of your of your morals and stuff. And the Bible says anything not done in faith is sin. Yeah. And so if you can't do that in faith, yeah. it's sin. It's sin. Mm. But even within the same breath, the Bible also says some people eat meat. Um, because of their quote-unquote strong faith. Some people don't eat meat because of the quote-unquote weak faith. What do you mean quote-unquote? <laughs> After you went on your vegetarian thing. Come on. No, I, I say that because I know that some vegetarians that may be listening might try to come on strong. What do you mean i got weak faith? That's what the Bible says. Don't don't at me in it. <laughs> but I, I, anyway, yeah, carry on, carry on. Cause, um, yeah. So, like, I think one of our first conversations on the podcast was, as a photographer, would we shoot a gay wedding? Yeah. Mm. And I started off with no, and then by the end of it, I was like, yes. Mm. Um, and so it was very much from a position of personal conviction. Now, it isn't necessarily condoning what they were doing, mm. but it's almost trying to say that even in spite of whatever we're doing, God still loves you. Okay. And like, I would shoot a baby dedication of an unmarried couple. Mm. And so what's, what's the real, di- it's like they're continuing in their situation, mm. but they're trying to, and so, yeah, there's like slight nuances within this. Um, but again, it comes down to personal conviction and it mm. comes down to a personal relationship with God and why you're doing it in the first place. Mm. Um, Just a note for listeners. If you hear me shushing, I'm not shushing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shushing little Noah here. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. that, that's what I think the difference is. As soon as you become a franchise, it's, it's removed from you and so you don't necessarily have that much of a say. And even like... And for me, 
like the KKK was a church movement. Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, they would call themselves Christians. And yeah. for me, that 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 holds yeah, relevant. Even though they're like they're they're authorational of their hierarchy, hierarchy has yeah. stuff like Grand Lizard yeah. and stuff. Yeah, let's see how that's biblical. It's, it's but like hey, Uncle Ruckles would say White Jesus. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> thank you, White Jesus. <laughs> it was like, yeah, that was then a so like. It became a situation of black saying you're serving a slave master's religion mm. as a slave master's religion and blah mm. blah blah, mm. and we now understand slightly differently. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm not necessarily saying that a couple of years down the line Christianity is going to look so different where it's like rainbow flags everywhere and it's going to mean something different. Mm. Um, but it's just there's been so much um, human agenda attached. Mm. to the church mm. that has become detriment that ha- was detrimental to the church's progression mm. Mm. where it's like if you believe that you need to take this stance you take that stance mm. rather than making it so much so in as much as for some things it is so much so as um I'm doing this as the church mm. sort of thing. Mm. But I say that cautionarily because sometimes the church does need to take a stance. Mm. But mm. I feel the church's stance always starts from within. Mm. Um, correction starts at home. Mm. Mm. And so okay. I believe that like, even the Bible says that God is um, perfecting the world starting with the yeah. saints. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it's very much, I, I paraphrase that, mm. but it's very much from a position of like God is cleansing the body mm. and that then kind of manifests his glory out externally mm. and that almost God's goodness leads men to repentance and mm. it's almost kind of helps in that. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, let's not attach our agendas to the gospel message, mm. um, but mm. allow the gospel message to kind of be what it is. Mm. Okay, yeah. I think I, I felt like it was... I felt like it was a bit of a it was a bit manipulative the way that they they wanted yeah. to to yeah. structure it yeah. you know like I, I'm talking about the the article and the way yeah, it the, talks yeah, about yeah, the anti LGBT yeah. support well. because I I I can't imagine that was the way they even phrased it when they were supporting them mm. I think it was and I, I don't know the organization but it was it actually ended up being that Chick-fil-A supported a certain Christian organization mm. and that Christian organization was then found to be you know using or believing in conversion therapy so it wasn't like Chick-fil-A supported conversion therapy mm. they just supported another Christian organization mm. so m- my thing is you know I, I, and I completely get what you say and I hadn't even thought about that perspective in that once you become a franchise and you are in you know engaging in this sort of corporate world ladder whatever mm. you do lose certain certain liberties that you had mm. if it was just your yeah. thing but i do like i appreciate chick-fil-a and the fact that even though like i didn't hear about them because they were christian i heard about them because they apparently do supreme chicken yeah and then you know they talk about the service yeah. and then they talk about the fact yeah. that you know damn it these Christians and their Sabbath because Chick-fil-A yeah. doesn't open on a Sunday yeah. like that was that was the way I got introduced to them yeah. so I, I completely think that's perfectly great and, and you know it's amazing that the Christian values can even seep through that yeah. much to be 
a, a nationally recognized mm-hmm. thing. That's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think this was complete manipulation in that. Yeah, you guys supported someone that held anti-LGBTQ or even held this conversion therapy that we now see maybe isn't the best way to do it. Mm. And therefore, we're cancelling you. Yeah, I, I think that's. I, I was. I was actually, and I'm going to name this podcast "Morning Chick Fil A, London" or something like that because we didn't get to mm. taste their chicken. Cause I was just like, I want to taste their chicken <sighs> more than anything. I want to taste the chicken rather than thinking about how I'm going to yeah. go debate doctrine with them or something. I was like. I want to taste the chicken. What, yeah. what are they doing? You I, know? Bet, I bet it was one of them KFC guys that started all of this thing because they didn't want to run the risk. The article was so sad because it was just like, and, you know, I, I, I'm trying to get out of the habit of doing it, but, you know, you go down and you read the comments. Mm. And I was like, oh, thank you for educating us on these bigots. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, and another person was like, I thought this was a food magazine. It's like, where's, where's from where's all this, yeah. you know, and, and, and I, I, I am in agreement with you in that. Yes, I think it was, I don't, I don't necessarily think it was handled right. I think it, it was all propaganda. It was, yeah, to exactly. To just do what they exactly. wanted to do. And yeah. even um, as Bizzle was saying in his Matt Lamore response, mm-hmm. where I was like, um, people are becoming so intolerant of Christians. Yeah. And they're doing things to Christians that if Christians did back, yeah, the yeah. backlash would be so yeah. mad. Oh, like, you push your doctrine down my throat because I said to my kids, "Nah, being gay isn't biblical." But I look everywhere; you're promoting sexuality, you're promoting fornication, you're promoting like, you're promoting your gay stuff at the expense of me trying to say something otherwise. And it, it's like they're like, "Stop indoctrinating kids." These times. You're trying to get gay parents to adopt kids, but isn't that indoctrinating them? Them, exactly, exactly. And it's just like, and it's just like, it's, it's the double standards is mad. Yeah. Um, but I've always, I've always held the stance that, um, cool, the world is going to be the world. Mm. How do we respond? Yeah, yeah. And and that's where as well, I'm like, we can't respond the way they respond yeah. because that's not what the church is supposed to do. And so I've I've, I've found mm. that my knee jerk reaction has almost always been to be look back at the church or look back at me or mm. Christians and be like, all right, cool, fine. Your dad did this, like, it's mad. Mm. But how are you going to respond as yeah. a result to that? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's very much coming back to you, like, how is God challenging you to as a response to this? Because yeah. Um, yeah. we know that, like, the world is under corruption. The world is 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 being swayed in different ways and stuff mm. and we were like that at one point and we still are to some degrees but how are we going to respond cool. how are we going to submit to the holy spirit last thing um where do you stand on support for you know lgbtq plus um rights and and, and essentially you know how much do you support fighting for whatever causes they have mm. as a christian and how much do you stand, or, or, or you know, where does that fall in? Where do you stand? Do you support the causes that they want to go for, or are you against it? And how do you express that? <laughs> trying to get me stoned, bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> bro, right there with you, man. It's cool. It's cool. I, I think, I think my, oh, oh, oh. um, I think my response would almost be a cop-out if, if it could be that alright um, where it's like 
I neither support nor not okay. support. Okay. Where it's like, <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. But mm. but this this is this is where it's mad because it's like, um, in saying black, okay, let's just say black lives matter or whatever. Mm. Let's, let's let's not take it to black lives matter. Let's let's take it something like. Um, <laughs> animal rights. Do we? Do we the they would gay lives matter? <laughs> animal rights, where it's like no one is free unless all of us are free. Okay, and stuff like that. Um, that that sort of rhetoric. Mm. But we tend to find that those who are passionate enough to fight for a cause are those who are actually going through it. Mm. Um, those who are passionate enough to fight for a religious movement mm. are those of that movement mm. or those who have suffered injustices and they don't want to see another person suffer injustices. Mm. Like those who are going through or have gone through something, those who are very passionate about fighting cancer are those who have been affected directly. Or like yeah. So whether they've seen a friend go through it or they've gone through it, but they've been impacted mm. personally by cancer. Mm. Um, and th- that's almost... Uh, <laughs> the catalyst or the motivation to actually do this. So you're waiting until, God forbid, or whatever, you find someone that you care about that's going through some sort of gay oppression for you to <laughs> fight for their cause. Nah, I might not. I still might not fight for them. But <laughs> and the reason I appreciate honesty. I appreciate. I said honesty. I still might not fight for them. My wife's just like, wow, just out here in the background judging me. I just want to say you did a whole dissertation on liberation theology but he's he's black and he goes through that (laughs) yeah but oppression is oppression (laughs) right uh, all people should have the right to be treated love your neighbor as yourself man can you do that even if they like men if the men like the men can you still love them so the reason I wasn't talking is because she's got my mic. She's, she's <laughs> making it seem like I was speechless. I didn't have nothing to say. She just, had my mic. Just so, so you all know. Just so just you so know. know. Yeah? Just so you know. Um, no, I, it's, not, it's not a case of um, not, not being willing to fight for oppression. Mm. But it's almost like... It's not, it's not this extreme. But not all, not all oppression is the same. That's true. Yeah, not all oppression is the same. Like, like, take this, take this example of a pinch of salt. A pedophile might say you're oppressing me for putting me on the on the registry on the sex offender list or whatever. But we see that as a necessary evil to know who we're exposing our children for to. For now, for now, we see that as a necessary evil to to know who we're exposing our children to. Yeah. And so. For a pedophile to be saying you're oppressing me mm. due to my sexual preferences, yeah. but we're like, no, it's for the and I'm not as I said, taking a pinch of salt. I'm not trying to say that homosexuals are predators. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Mm. Um, but it's almost like not all oppression is the same. Yeah, I know that some homose- some gay people have have linked the their oppression to slavery. It's not the same. No, it's not the same. No. and so but then what about black people that are people that are black and gay. That's 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 mad. That's mad. Um, I think where I would fight for, or the stance that I would take is almost for people to have the right to live 
the way that we as a society have agreed not necessarily that they should live but we should live in in our community okay and so some communities would be like we don't like this we don't like that we don't like this we don't like that but in a progressive community it's very much like um so it's, al- it's almost like a an mp's position where you're not just putting your your, your opinion yeah, you represent everyone but, but you're representing yeah, everyone yeah. and so i'm like all right cool this this the law of the land yeah. whether this is a christian country or not there's mm. a communal law of the land that everyone needs to abide to yeah and then your personal views kind of fold into that somehow yeah. mm. and your personal views may influence what you um so i would i would fight for the law of the land that is agreeable mm-hmm. with the majority of the people. Yeah. Mm. And so whether that's justice for everyone, whether you're gay, whether to have the freedom to live and to express love the way that you think you should. Yeah. So you can't restrict me. So you can't restrict me for showing love to my wife. I won't restrict you for showing love to the same sex partner. Mm. Um, but within that, to not then restrict me from having a faith. Yeah. Yeah. So I will, <clears throat> so yeah, it, it's almost, and recognizing that my faith holds me to a different standard to yeah. the law of the land. Yeah. yeah. And so where these are in agreement, so be it. Yeah. Where they're not in agreement, I yeah. need to pray for the wisdom to see how to, how to navigate that. Yeah. Well, so, so just, just because I want to round up as well, I think I, I completely agree with that. And I think that's where, I end up always going in that, you know, I think of people that I know might have some sort of political ambition. Mm. And I think you aren't representing the church. You're representing the entirety of your community Mm -hmm. and recognizing that this world isn't a Christian world. Mm -hmm. This country isn't a Christian country, despite what's his name? Cameron saying it is a Christian country. Um, I, I don't see that. No. So if it's not a Christian country and there's so many other people here, democracy would dictate that the majority um, agree on whatever we consider law. Mm. Um, Whether or not democracy is biblical is another thing, which I don't believe it is. But um, I think it comes down to where the freedom of the majority or the freedom of everyone infringes on my religious freedom Mm. or my freedom as you said to have a faith and so yeah gay people get married of course whatever benefits a married couple can get from the law Mm -hmm. maybe we share our tax or uh, whatever i think of course that should be extended to you don't come and get married in my church i won't allow that because my church follows a biblical well I believe the church should follow a biblical um, viewpoint and a biblical viewpoint presented does not endorse gay marriage. Mm. Therefore, in you having your freedom, that doesn't infringe upon me having Mm. the freedom of my faith. Mm -hmm. And my faith doesn't say you can come and get married and be blessed in my church. And I think that's where the world is going, where it's like now you want to take churches to court or you want to take bakers to court when they don't want to respect your views whilst you are disrespecting theirs this is it and i'm like i won't stand for that this is it kill me i don't care i won't stand for that so that's that's why i'm as well i think you know it's essentially the same thing that you're you're saying yeah as well yeah Yeah. cool it's it's funny just how like i go about a long route to get to the answer like yeah this 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 is just it (laughs) 
But yeah, it essentially yeah. is. And I remember um, my son is not happy right now. Mm. Um, I remember a story of a Christian, an elderly Christian Bible group mm. going to a cafe and being kicked out because they're Christian mm. because the owner of the cafe was a homosexual. And he's like, I'm not going to tolerate you guys doing your Bible study here because Christians don't like homosexuals, so get out. Mm. That's fair. No, it is fair, yeah. Yeah, I'm like I'm supposed to be persecuted. You're supposed to hate no, no, me. But you hate how you how you how are you that's suing? Fair. How are you suing the guy not trying to bake? Well, no, it, it, it's it, that's the thing. It's it's fair, but if those Christians took him to court, the court wouldn't care. <laughs> but then when the gay people took the Christians to court, the court and, and that's, that's because it's not fair. It's, and that's, it's not that's fair the to us. Yeah. I'm almost pointing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah no, of course. It's fair when he did it. Yeah. But this story came out around the same time that the baker was taken to right, court as well, and right. I'm like, it was fair yeah. when they did it. Yeah. But it's not fair when he refused custom. Yeah. This could be the same argument where we say that black people can't be racist because we don't have the power. Right. So even though we can have discriminatory views and prejudice, it's not the same as when white people are racist because they con they control the things. So for homosexuals being the minority and the Christian being the the part of the, the powerful uh, space, then they would say that your oppression against them is much larger and more effective than their oppression against you. Well, I, I, I just chalk it down to the fact that the That's world is supposed to hate. That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> the world is supposed to hate Christians. And so, like, I see that and I'm like, cool, you know. <laughs> you hated my master, you're going to hate me. Yeah. You know, so I, like, I completely, I'm like, if if I was the people, when I'm walking out, I'll shake the dust off my boots <laughs> as I'm walking out <laughs> so that, you know, I have left them and, you know, it shall be better for Sodom and Gomorrah on the Day of Judgment than it will be for that cafe. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. yeah, man, yeah, cool. All right, ah, sweet. Um, I think a lot of homosexual people have been hurt by church, like are, are carrying deep wounds by how they've been treated mm. growing up, and it's it's an identity thing. They're trying to understand who they are, why they have certain feelings, and I think that w a lot of their aggression is because they've been rejected by their family, they've been excommunicated from people that they thought would love them forever. And it is, it would seem very hypocritical to grow up in a church where God is love and we love people and then you come out with something and then nobody don't love you. They don't even wanna chat to you, you can't live in my house. Yeah. Go, go to the mountains and go to this little retreat and come back loving women again mm. and in that i think they have a case because as a church we don't treat people properly mm. and it's not just homosexuals any, anyone that does anything we don't like we don't know how to treat people or well, anyone that does something that we don't do any sin that's not my sin but even even not even sin like even within churches if you do something that i don't like i'm a chat bad about you still mm. even though we're, we're supposedly serving the same God. Mm. So when I was growing up in church, my church was all about girls can't wear makeup, we can't wear jewelry, we can't wear trousers, blah, blah, blah. And we have to wear hats. If we, if there was a church where there was a woman preaching, no hat, jewelry, earrings, in trousers, she's of the devil, mate. That's and not basically God. Basically, we need to ban them. 
basically. <laughs> okay, so I think I think there's fundamentally things that we have got wrong according to scripture. Like we want to talk about, oh, the, the Bible says this, the Bible says that. But if love your neighbor as yourself is one of the greatest commandments and we can't do that properly, then we need to shut up until we fix up. And that's what I have to say. And on that note, <laughs> uh, hookups. Um, oh, yes. You already, you already yes. lined yours up. Yeah. Let me jump on Spotify. So my hookup for today is a track. A track. A track. A track. <laughs> a track. <laughs> I was about to say a track going out to all the churches. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> all the churches are finished here. Um by Stephen the Levite mm. on a mixed um, compilation album um, released by Lamp Mold Recordings yeah. called Grassroots Volume 2. Mm. And this track is called What's Your Proof? Yeah, Essentially, it's calling people to just not listen and absorb information just because your pastor gave it to you or because the rapper gave it to you or the, or the worship leader gave it to you. Yeah. But when they're saying God's love is reckless, you should be like, huh? In what Bible? <laughs> Eh? God's love is reckless. Semantics. Eh? Semantics. So <laughs> um, hey, I appreciate it, man. I love I love the song. I love the sentiment. So you sing it differently. Re- I've had to reword it. I've had to I've had to call it the relentless love of God. <laughs> L- legit. The things I've done that with songs at church <laughs> as well. Like this song, oh what um oh something, I promise on my love for you or something. Essentially promising that I will love God forever. Mm. And I changed it. I was like, nah, I'll love by you. Like, only you can strengthen me to love you kind of thing. This is, like, don't, don't be going and making promises you can't you keep. Like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, um, yeah. Cool. It's called What's Your Proof What's by your a proof? guy called Stephen the Levite. Grab your notebook before you listen. Fab, <laughs> grab your Bible, grab your concordance. <laughs> grab, your, grab, <laughs> a few, grab, yes. A few scriptures. A few Bro, scriptures. A verse for the cards, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's me. That's the hookup. Um, my hookup is not as holy. Uh, it's a podcast. Shame uh, on you. Jocko's podcast. Jocko is a former Navy SEAL, I want to say, uh, in America. Um, and he basically just gets like veterans and uh, books by veterans and kind of goes through it and looks at it to talk about leadership and um, mental fortitude and stuff like that. Mm. Um, it can get pretty graphic because, you know, we've got people talking about their experiences in Afghanistan mm. as recently or even like wars back in, you know, n- you know Vietnam and stuff like that. So it, it can get pretty graphic. But um, if you if you care at all about like military lifestyle and, and stuff like that, I think uh, I... I I absolutely love it. Like I, I've been listening, and it's like, yeah, you know, I, I like that way of thinking. Mm. Uh, so, Jocko's podcast is is cool. my hookup. And since Jamila contributed a little bit, I don't know if she has a hookup for the peoples. A gate crashed at the end. Um, <laughs> so my hookup is also a podcast. Uh, it's called The Love Hour. It's by Kevin Stage, the comedian, and his wife. You can watch it on YouTube. I like watching it because I like seeing the facial expressions, but you can also listen to it on Spotify and all them other. Can you teach your husband how to watch something that's longer than 15 minutes? Hey, 
<laughs> anime has broken him. <laughs> Actually, interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the podcasts are about mm. an hour long. Um, they talk a lot about their own relationship struggles. Mm. Uh, they talk a lot about sex. Um in a way that I think is helpful for people who are married, but also people who are aspiring to be married, to mm. think about the things that you should be talking about with your potential partner before you say, I do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, love our, check it out. It's really good. Sweet. Okay. Because um, Robert should be back next week. So yes, do some signposting. You guys can find us on all good podcasts and websites and directories. True, true. <laughs> um, search for the Blacksmith Furnace uh, with an apostrophe, uh, without an apostrophe, you're going on SoundCloud. Uh, just add that to soundcloud.com. Uh, shout out to Rude for the intro and the outro music. Shout out to Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. You can send an email to Robert at <laughs> tvsfurnace um, at hotmail.co.uk um, or you can tweet him at the Furnace UK. Uh, you can check out Mo's blog on Tumblr. Yep. H Me's H. Yep. Um, just search for that and uh, go and see his black and white photography. Uh, is it just black and white you put on there? Yeah, um, yeah. photography and poems. Actually. And poems, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel um, like 20 weeks deep. 20 is weeks deep. Writers and Scribe doing anything recently soon? Yeah, no events uh, no event coming up, but follow them on Twitter. Hey guys on Twitter for yeah. announcements. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll put the correct spelling because I t- I tend to get it wrong. I don't know where the Z's are, um, so I'll, I'll put it I'll put it in the description. Um, and I think that's about it for now. Um, you guys, thank you for listening. Uh, God bless you and have a have a great week. Blah. <laughs>